The countdown is on to fight time. This is Big Fight Weekend. Now, here is your host, TJ Reeves. Welcome in. It is another edition of our boxing podcast to coincide with the Big Fight Weekend website. I am your somewhat capable host, and we have got a very special guest straight ahead Upcoming at the end of the month, arguably the most recognizable name in boxing right now is WBC heavyweight champion Deontay Wilder, and he is here with me on the Big Fight Weekend podcast in advance of his rematch with Luis Ortiz for the WBC belt coming at the end of the month in Las Vegas. It was a fantastic fight in March of 2018. Now we get it again some 18 months later. Deontay here to talk about that. Uh, to talk about, oh, oh, hey, look, it's a big weekend in sports. Uh, in particular, if you're listening to us outside of the United States, in, in North America, American football, American college football, Alabama and LSU are playing in a huge college football showdown game. And, oh, the Bronze Bomber happens to train in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and, and dreamed at one point in his life of playing for Nick Saban and playing for the Alabama Crimson Tide in college football. So I'll even make mention of that, but mostly boxing, mostly the conversation about Ortiz. Looking forward to talking with Deontay Wilder. Yes, the Tyson Fury rematch is looming out there. Fury calling him out again earlier this week. Of course, Fury has been fighting nobodies and has been in a professional wrestling ring while awaiting the chance to get back at Wilder. And Wilder would love nothing more. He's a rematch kind of guy. Uh, ask uh, Bermain Stavern about the first-round knockout in their rematch that he suffered. Is Ortiz going to suffer the same feat, uh, uh, fate? Might Tyson Fury suffer the same fate a little bit later on? So again, the Bronze Bomber going to be straight ahead here on the podcast. A little bit later, Marquise John, senior writer, BigFightWeekend.com, uh, will be here. I'll get his thoughts on the Canelo-Kovalev a disaster in terms of PR and in terms of uh, endearing yourself to the boxing public and the paying fans that are in the MGM Grand Arena in Las Vegas last Saturday night when they delayed and delayed and delayed the main event, just basically disregarding the 15,000 people that had bought tickets to this fight. We'll get Marquise's thoughts on that. There was also a fantastic fight on Thursday, Thursday morning U.S. time, Thursday midday over in Europe, Thursday night in the Far East, as Naoa Inoue, uh, the monster as he's known, the Bantamweight champion, uh, successfully won and remained undefeated to capture the World Boxing Super Series Tournament Championship, a $1 million bonus, and he got the WBA 118-pound belt, beating veteran Nonito Donaire of the Philippines, a multi-division world champion who moved back down. He had previously been fighting at featherweight or at super bantamweight, moved back down to 118. Uh, they, these two guys put on a display of guts and punching power and heart. Donaire uh, took some brutal shots throughout this fight, yet stayed upright and lasted the 12 rounds. And four in a way, suffered a nasty cut, a bloody nose, uh, was rocked a couple of times. This was a great fight. I'm going to talk to Marquise about that fight as well. And then we will venture into the preview mode, as Marquise always does. Uh, he, he sets me straight on what fights to watch this weekend, uh, including what's going to take place uh, in California. Both of these uh, fight cards in California on ESPN Plus as part of Veterans Day. 
uh, uh, weekend here uh, in the United States with Veterans Day coming on Monday. Former two-time uh, tour of service military veteran Jamel Herring will put up his WBO junior lightweight title, his 130-pound title against Lamont Roach. That's the ESPN Plus card uh, that's going to be in Fresno, California. It also has the heavyweight Kubrat Pulev. Uh, Pulev, the Russian, may be a guy that gets into the mix uh, for one of the belts that Andy Ruiz or Anthony Joshua would have after their rematch that's coming in Saudi Arabia. Uh, currently, Ruiz has three of those belts, the IBF, WBA, and WBO titles. And Pulev, uh, in the top two or three of a couple of those rankings, uh, could be in the mix to fight one of those guys. So he's in action on the card. Also, Gabriel Flores Jr., rising lightweight star, is on this card in Fresno. I'm going to talk to Marquise about all of those fights. The DAZN show, uh, again, has Billy Joe Saunders uh, in a super middleweight title fight uh, against uh, an Argentine, Marcelo Caceres. Uh, that one, a 12-round battle, uh, again, in Los Angeles. At, uh, at Staples Center, Devin Haney will be taking on Alfredo Santiago. That's a lightweight title fight. Uh, again, that is for, I guess, the interim WBC belt as Vasali Lomachenko uh, has been the WBC lightweight uh, champion, but he's now one of those franchise champions where they just call him the champion no matter if he fights or defends against the number one contender or not. And the main event, uh, this is more of a farce than anything. I, 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 will, I will ask Marquise about it, but the two... Uh, YouTube and internet guys, KSI and Logan Paul. Logan Paul, who's knocked around as a part-time actor, uh, entertainer, uh, and KSI, kind of the same thing. They're going to fight a six-round cruiserweight fight. Yes, it's got a lot of buzz on the internet, but in terms of boxing purity and the sweet science, this is more, more or less a carnival show, yet it's the main event on DAZN's show. So I'll get Marquise's thoughts on that as well. So we do have boxing on the uh, in the ring uh, for this weekend to talk with him coming up. Again, the Bronze Bomber is going to be straight ahead here. Deontay Wilder, let me tell you first about a sponsor of the Big Fight Weekend podcast, and that is Vivid Seats. And whether you're talking about the show in Fresno or the show in L.A., if you're looking for tickets, especially the good seats, the lower-level seats, Vivid Seats is the place to go. Great customer satisfaction, 100% guarantee on your purchase of your seats. With Vivid Seats and the Vivid Seats mobile app, uh, guys, it takes less than two minutes to sign up for an account, and we even have a promo code incentive for you. Use the Vivid Seats mobile app and use the promo code BIGFIGHT10, and you'll take 10% off your initial order. If you're a first-time user, sign up, 10% off your initial order with the promo code BIGFIGHT10. That's up to $50 off your tickets and off your initial order. Utilize that promo code for these fights. And again, that code is good. College football. Uh, this weekend, we mentioned that Alabama-LSU game, but anywhere there are college games uh, going on, USC and Arizona State uh, that are playing this weekend all across college football, the NFL uh, as well uh, for this weekend, whether you're talking about the Bears and the Lions playing in the NFL, the two uh, New York teams, the Jets and the Giants, use vivid seats for your tickets to any of these college or NFL games, NBA games. Uh, college basketball that promo code is still good big fight 10 but in particular for the boxing and for the fights for the rest of the year promo co code is good the rest of the year big fight 10 on vivid seats saves, saves you 10 percent off your order uh, up to 50 dollars. so there we go we are ready now to get rolling we've got deontay wilder later in the podcast marquise johns with me it is big fight weekend and the big fight weekend podcast let's go 
Oh, the champ is here. Love getting the opportunity to catch up with the bronze bomber, WBC heavyweight champion Deontay Wilder, preparing for his November 23rd rematch. Luis Ortiz, Las Vegas for the title. And Deontay with us on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. Okay, I'm sure you get this question a bunch, but I have to ask it. You're a couple of weeks out right now. How has camp gone? How are you feeling, sir? Camp has been great. Actually, I mean, it's, 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 it has gone very, very well. You know, especially being that I've been in the ring with Ortiz before, I know what to expect the second time around. So, you know, training has been a little bit easier as far as the game plan. And and I feel great. You know, my body feels great. You know, I'm, I'm always getting sore days or whatever, but that's a part of it. That's the part that the fans don't see. It's the hard work, the dedication, the, the real sacrifice that us fighters has to, to, to deal with from day in to day out when it comes to training camp. And then when it's time to fight, you know, that's the fun part. You know, not only you get to whip some ass, but you get to take home a lot of money. So that's always the fun part. <laughs> Both of those things are, are really good. Uh, you've done this so many times now at the highest level. For the final couple of weeks of a camp, are you anxious what you just said there? Can we get to fight night? How do you handle dealing with the last 10 days, the last seven days, the last three days? Because you've had experience doing this. What do you have to tell yourself? How do you do it? Yeah, you know, that that's, you know, that part right there, you know, just the waiting, especially when you're ready to go and get it on. It's the most, it's the frustrating part of it because you're just ready. Your body is signaling you that you're ready. That you know, you know, you, you know, your body is like, man, you, you, how much more you got to train? Your mindset is like, I'm ready to go, like physically, mentally, you know, and emotionally. You know, uh, when you put your blood, sweat, and tears up into this, you know, you, you you're doing it for a reason. You want to see results, and at some point in time, everything comes together, and it says, you know, it's time. I want to see results. I want to see have all these things that I've been doing over these over this month, um, will it will it allow me to prevail to the next level or will it go all in vain? You know, and that's just the the, the the you know the what my mindset is, you know, I'm ready to go. I, I can't wait. I don't want to keep the fans waiting no 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 much longer and I, and I don't want to keep waiting either. You know, I already know what the result's gonna be. You know, it's gonna be a hell of a fight, that's for sure. I mean, this is a fight where if you're a boxing fan or even if you're not a boxing fan, you just want to come in and tune in and see what Deontay Wilder is all about. This is a fight where you can come in and say you don't know what the outcome is going to be. You don't know what the results going to be until the final end. And that's what I like about this fight, you know, to give fans something to they can look forward to, you know, to say, man, I don't know what's going to happen, man, because it can really go both ways. I mean, if you're looking at the first fight, you've seen – you seen uh, super excitement, you know, especially if you're an Ortiz fan in the seventh round. You know, many people say you almost got me out of there. You know what <laughs> I mean? So, so we know what he's capable of doing. And coming in the second fight is just that suspense, you know. So uh, I, I can't wait, man. It's it's been an amazing ride for me, and um, I'm looking forward for for many, many more. Rematch coming. Deontay Wilder with us on the Big Fight Weekend podcast, rematching King Kong, Luis Ortiz. The bronze bomber got him out of there in the first fight. You mentioned uh, him touching you. That's the way that I'll put it, or him at least getting your attention in that seventh round. 
What do you take? What do you take now from this? Uh, from that experience, because you took his best stuff and still got the job done. I have to believe that gives you confidence. I took his best punch and I still won. Oh, most definitely give you a lot. It give me it give me a lot of confidence. You know, give me a lot of motivation to to go in and, and know that I'm gonna be able to do what I gotta do. You know, and another thing that gave me you know even more confidence that not only that I survived his best punches. You know, where many times we've seen in fights where he hit guys with those same exact punches, you know, they do fold. But for me, it's like I even have even more confidence because I had the flu fighting him while enduring all that that I had to endure in the seventh round. You know, so um, it's a big accomplishment. <coughs> it's a big accomplishment for me. And uh, it's a huge motivation for me. I think he's he's way more concerned about this fight than I, because of the the situations that um, that was that that took took place. So uh, you know, uh, again, it's a huge rematch fight. I know that we're anxious to see what you can do uh, for that one coming up. Uh, one more about the all the subplots: Tyson Fury and a rematch is looming out there. And I know he's been very vocal uh, about that. At, at this point, you're only focused on Ortiz, but the public, the media, we get to wish and want that we get to see part two of Wilder and Fury down the road. So that's also part of this equation. That's also part of this fight is another humongous fight looming with him somewhere, sometime down the road, right? Well, most definitely. Um, it's set to go sometime in February. All contracts have been signed. So I'm looking forward to that one as well. Once I get finished, this big task that I have placed in front of me first. You know, I never look past a fighter, but I always tell a, I always tell a fighter and the fans that I look through my opponent. I like window shop a little bit because it motivates me. <laughs> if I know where I am now and I know what I'm trying to go and you're in my way, oh, <laughs> and it's between me and you, it's going to be you that get out of the way. You know what I mean? And and that's how I see this fight. I don't. I respect all fighters that steps in the ring. I respect the the bravery to even step in there to put their life on the line for others in entertainment as well as I do myself. Um, but uh, I gotta keep pushing. I'm the baddest man on the planet, man. I'm the most exciting fighter in in in, in the sport of boxing. Period. And um, I just can't wait. I can't wait to knock Ortiz out and then go knock Fury out again as well. You know, it's going to be very monumental for me. And I'm just building my legacy. So when when this old country boy from Alabama in, they're going to say he was definitely the, the goat of boxing. Love that. I know you got to go in a minute. Uh, the, the timing of this podcast is great because Alabama is hosting LSU. It is well known. You are roll tied through and through. Alabama, LSU, college football Saturday in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> I don't know. You may be as amped up, not more, but as amped up for the Tide and LSU as this Ortiz fight. Am I right? You're you're pumped like all the rest of us that are college football fans, right? I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm focused on my fight. You know, um, I wish I wish them luck. You know, the one number one, number two is playing. It's going to be a great rivalry game. You know, as always, you know, it's always good to see so many people here in my hometown. You know, supporting all the um, the festivities and diff- different things that goes around in this, in this town, you know, to keep it afloat, you know, but, um, my, you know, they play football and what I do, you can't play. So 
you know, you got to be. I gotta, I gotta stay focused. You know what I mean? I gotta stay focused and stay serious I about what I'm way, doing. I love the way you put that. They play football, you fight. It is a fight, That's after right. all, right? That's what you mean. There That's... you go. There you go. I'm risking my life. So, with that being said, I gotta, I gotta stay focused. But I do wish them well. You know, as always. You know, I'm right here from this this town. This is the town of champions, and I expect nothing but greatness from them. Like I always say, everyone has greatness in them. For greatness is only determined by service. So I expect them to go out on that field and uh, and perform for the for the fans that's going to be watching, and the millions are going to be watching on TV and, and support this town. And, and like we're, like the saying is always said, we must protect this house. <laughs> I love it. Go get <laughs> Luis Ortiz in the rematch on November 23rd. Deontay Wilder, the Bronze Bomber, thank you for hopping on the Big Fight Weekend Podcast. Good luck, champ. My man, thank you so much. Bless Reminder again, the Big Fight Weekend Podcast brought to you by our friends at Vivid Seats. If you're looking for tickets this weekend to the fight shows in L.A. or in Fresno or anywhere the boxing uh, is going on with all of these different fight cards, uh, whether it be San Antonio, Texas, where there's a fight card uh, this weekend, any of these upcoming fights, including Deontay Wilder fighting uh, Luis Ortiz, as we just talked to the Bronze Bomber, uh, the WBC heavyweight champ. Uh, if you want tickets to that fight, use Vivid Seats, the Vivid Seats mobile app, and use our special promo code BIGFIGHT10. Take 10% off your order, up to $50, with the promo code BIGFIGHT10. It's good for college football, the NFL, the NBA, and the boxing. Vivid Seats, the Vivid Seats mobile app, and our promo code is BIGFIGHT10. We're back on Big Fight Weekend. Now, here's your host, TJ Reeves. Love to chop it up with this guy, the senior writer, the purveyor, the overseer of BigFightWeekend.com. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about with Marquise Johns on the podcast. How you feeling once again, sir? Pretty good, TJ. Thanks for having me on as always. Yes. Uh, we're a few days removed from Canelo Kovalev and... Good fight. Has the fight happened yet? Yeah, it has happened. Uh, They did go ahead and and start the fight, uh, believe it or not, by the time we've gotten to our interview. And Canelo scores the knockout. Give him credit. I I don't want to talk so much about the X's and O's of the fight because everybody's pretty much done that. I want to talk about the controversy of of leaving everybody hanging uh, in the arena in particular. Uh, Okay, so where do you come? Are we making too much of a big deal about this, or do you think it's appropriate that that DAZN really uh, screwed over their own audience on TV and especially the people that paid hundreds and hundreds of dollars for tickets to be in the arena to sit around for the better part of over an hour without a fight in the ring while a UFC pay-per-view across the continent was going on. Marquise, your takes, please. Absolutely terrible decision, TJ. It's bad business practice. Imagine back in the heyday of the uh, mid-90s, Tyson uh, Holyfield, TJ, uh, having a wait for a pay-per-view because Ken Shamrock or Tank Abbott's waiting on the other side of the country for a UFC fight. It's ridiculous. It's just a bad idea all around. And what made it worse is that they had nothing to fill the time with either on the broadcast or actually in the arena. So the arena had to watch the fight because they had to beg Dana White to put the fight on. On TV, they ran under. They had pretty much had to run anybody who they've seen on camera in the last two decades on touring the zone. They found Robert Ory, which is strange. They found Robert Ory, but they showed Charles Barkley after the fact. So they got the they got the wrong guy on the on the rock to show up. They had to pretty much interview anybody who was 
of any remotely celebrity substance for the for the fight. It, it just they had no answer to kill the time, and they had to kill over an hour and a half. That's well, a movie, TJ. And they <laughs> knew that these are important points. All right, these are the facts; they're not in dispute here. They knew that Canelo. Uh, could not come up with a date in September and October and kept messing around, couldn't come up with an opponent. And and he announced, Canelo announced, I'm not fighting the rest of the year. Remember, we wrote about this on the website. And then DAZN, mm-hmm. about 15 minutes later, went, no, 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 no. We're going to put a press release out and say, yes, he is still fighting at the end of the year because they're trying to sell subscriptions. And they, they understand that he's one of their top drawing cards to sell subscriptions. So they basically said, you are going to fight. And they are the ones that were pushing that November 2nd date, knowing full well that it was already on the docket for a UFC pay-per-view. Again, I don't really follow UFC closely, but I know the name Nate Diaz uh, that was fighting. And that, that had already been set earlier this year. My point is, they knew about that conflict. They knew that UFC card was going to be on November 2nd at Madison Square Garden while they were trying to fight in Vegas. So none of this was a surprise. And, and it almost it almost seems as though, hey, this was the plan all along, that we'll just delay things, delay things until the UFC fight is over. And then that crowd, some of them will come over and watch our fight. Uh, but Marquise, they, they can't claim ignorance. They can't claim being blindsided by this. That's my point. No, they can't. And the, the thing that they, the, the big thing that they were talking about with the zone saying that the, 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 the story afterwards was like, hey, they got new subscriptions doing this. It's hard to believe, TJ, that people were waiting around at 1 a.m. in the morning on the East Coast waiting to download an app to watch a fight. I have a, have, call me skeptic. Yeah. But waiting for between that and also with this UFC card, it's not it wasn't even one of the biggest UFC cards in terms of UFC right, uh, rankings. These guys, guys in the main event had ten losses combined. It wasn't exactly a championship fight we're talking about. They they made they made a fight for a make believe BMF belt. So this wasn't exactly uh, <laughs> any actual substance of fights. And the zone for some reason a quest and played the B side to this, and I just will never understand that. You, you it's. If, TJ, looking back on this, we'll, we will see this about five to ten years from now, and this will pro- easily go down as one of the worst sports decisions ever made up with, there with the Heidi game. It's really that bad. Well, and especially when the images are coming out that you've got the fighters that are dressed, that have, that have got their gloves on, and they're both like on a sofa chair or a couch. Kovalev's sleeping. Of course, he would be sleeping later in the night from the right hand that Canelo hit him with. <laughs> But the optics of that are terrible. And it, and it makes me wonder if Canelo, who's already got problems with Golden Boy Promotions and Oscar De La Hoya, if he isn't going to have further deal uh, problems with DAZN for the treatment here because he's the drawing card and you're being made to wait. They very easily, could they have not, started this fight, let's say, uh, um, uh, an hour earlier and been done or could have said to everybody, hey, the pay-per-view is not beginning until 11 Eastern time because we want to make sure that the UFC crowd can come see the fight. And so instead of rolling at 10 Eastern, we're rolling at 11 Eastern because, again, we can't convey enough. There's 15,000 people in the arena, and for the better part, Marquise, correct me if I'm wrong, for the better part of 90 minutes, they saw one fight in the ring, and it was a one-round fight um, with uh, with Ryan Garcia Ryan and the Garcia first round, and, uh, right, the first Barrett round knockout, they they went ninety minutes with less than one round of boxing. And if you've paid hundreds or thousands of dollars for a ticket or a pair of tickets, that is an insult, and it's going to damage you in terms of trying to get people to pay for your subsequent fights. 
Absolutely, and it's going to be interesting on the next Canelo card when he ever he's in action again because the first thing you're going to remember is, hey, remember that Canelo fight we had to wait around for over two hours for him to show up in the ring because of, another, of any other random sporting event? And with the zone, because if it's, with the bad press that it says is that they're, both, if they're laying down and, and taking it back to the UFC, uh, single to mile or any other time that he's in action, what other sport would they fall back to? Will, will, be, you know, will it be golf? <laughs> will it be a bowling event? Will it be, will it be a curling tournament going on? I mean, what, what, what's next for the zone? It's just a bad precedent. Well, and the other important points, just real quick, we don't know what the truth is on how many people really came over and subscribed, like you said. We do know I this. I, I, You're skeptical, I know. Yeah. But if, I, yeah. if you sign up for DAZN, you can no longer sign up for just a single month. You're having to buy long-term plans for DAZN. That means that everybody that had already signed up is on a long-term plan, and you're insulting them by making them wait uh, for this fight. It's not It's not as if this is a one-off pay-per-view, like what we're going to have with Wilder and Ortiz later in the month, the heavyweight title fight that's on Fox pay-per-view. You buy that as a one-time consumer, and that's it. You, you are handcuffing people that have already already spent money and committed money to you for months, six months, or a year by making them wait. Bad precedent, bad business. I think you get the idea that Marquise and I are on the same page. Hey, let's turn the page to what was a very entertaining fight Thursday, U.S. morning time, uh, Thursday night in Japan with Inoue and Donaire, Bantamweight, World Boxing Super Series finale, million-dollar bonus, tremendous fight. I've already said a couple things about it. Give me your thoughts, and you've written about it as well on, on BigFightWeekend.com. Absolutely great fight, TJ, during the early morning commute uh, for most folks on Thursday morning for out Japan with a pretty World Boxing Super Series final. The monster is just an animal, TJ. And one thing that was relentless about that fight was they, they both kept coming. Uh, Donaire uh, noted a, was going to be a future Hall of Famer in his own right. It was not backing down. He was expected to be, to be TJ in this fight absolutely destroyed in like four rounds or less, like the last four opponents that the monster's been facing. And that did not happen. It went to the cards. It went to the decision where, uh, in a way, but... It was just back and forth action, and that round 11, TJ, of that fight is probably going to be up there with rounds of the year along with Joshua Louise in round seven and such. Yeah, if you did not get a chance to see it, we did write about it some. Uh, in a way, the Japanese a fighter fighting in Japan against Donaire, the Filipino uh, former world champion in other divisions, he had him rocked. In a way, had him rocked and eventually put him down with a left to the liver but Donaire got up, survived, and actually landed a couple of big punches himself. And you're thinking, man, there is real drama here. And again, uh, in a way, a younger, undefeated fighter just outlasted him, I really thought, over the last three rounds. Got the well-deserved decision. I was concerned, really, I, I think anybody that was watching this was concerned at the amount of punishment that Donaire was taking at 37 years of age in the championship rounds. How concerned were you that this might be, we're leading to something serious again? We've had two ring deaths this year in the U.S. I was concerned about this. It's this fight in Japan, obviously, but I was concerned about his health in the 11th and the 12th round there. Yeah, I was too. And it was because the ref let this go. In this day and age, at this point, especially with a lot of these fights and these recent deaths, they make. At any point in that 11th round, once he was shook again, he could have stopped him. I think what saved Donaire in that fight was that he was still swinging back. Granted, it was wildly, and it was pretty much haymakers. But that was the weapon keeping up in this fight. And it's interesting with what Inouye, now that he's signed with Pop Rank, yep. we'll see how they book him up with the rest of the bandwidth divisions in that, in, in that class there. The one fight I'm, I know they can book easily, Tom, uh, North, North, Nadine Nobali, who, who was signed with MTK Global, which is a division of Pop Rank, DJ. Uh, he's been calling for this fight with uh, the monsters since May. 
and he, he, he pretty much laid out on his end of it. He was going to fight a voluntary and fight. He fought his younger brother. There you go. Interestingly, on the undercard, he fought Inouye's younger brother, so we got all kinds of subplots. We got a champion in the division who's calling out the monster, and he just beat the monster's brother, you you may be very uh, well correct that the first fight of the top rank one may be that showdown. Now that Inouye has two of the belts and the Frenchman has the other belt, that that might be it, right? That might be the fight that we get to see, and it would be a, a fantastic one to get to see to kick off his U.S. debut, uh, the Monster, right? Absolutely, that, I, I think that fight would be amazing, CJ. And we all know how ESPN loves storylines and backstories to lead up to their fights. Like you, you can see the twenty-minute monologue and montage already with Mark Regal talking about it. It's, it's, it writes itself. <laughs> all right, we're going to get to one of those with Jamel Herring active this weekend as part of uh, Veterans Day that's coming on Monday and defending his junior lightweight bout uh, belt uh, in this bout coming up in Fresno, California. I'm going to ask Marquise Johns about that. We just had Deontay Wilder uh, on the podcast here. Again, thanks to the folks with Premier Boxing Champions and Deontay's team for helping us line that up. Uh, your your quick thought a couple of weeks out here, how amped are you for the rematch with Luis Ortiz coming at the end of the month? You know, TJ, earlier in the year I wrote about how I wasn't a big fan of this rematch, and I've, I've slowly gotten away from that angle on it. I, my, my thing now is that I'm actually big for the rematch because of the undercard, because Leo Santa Cruz is in action. But this fight with Wilder is going to be interesting to see how – what version of Wilder shows up and if you learn from his last match? Because I've seen Ortiz on some of these workout videos, DJ. He is actually in but what we fear everyone around him is saying is the best shape in his life. And it's always interesting when you hear a man who is reportedly at forty years old is in the best shape of his life going to look like in the ring. Well, and there is no doubt, as we talked to Deontay about, he shook Deontay up. He didn't knock him down, but he shook him up. And that's the lure. That's the intrigue. Can Ortiz land the big punch? We know Wilder's got the thunderous right hand. And if he lands it, it's more than likely over. And Ortiz knows that because that's what ended their fight a year and a half ago. So let's see how that plays out. Marquise Johns with me for a few more moments as we wind things down to the Big Fight Weekend podcast. You do such a great job of keeping track of everything going on in a weekend in a preview mode. So we've got a couple of uh, uh, fights. I've already uh, mentioned some about this. Jamel Herring, let's start with the show that's on ESPN Plus on the app as uh, Herring gets set to put his WBO championship on the line here against Lamont Roach. WBO junior lightweight title 12-round fight. Herring, a two-time Tour of Duty veteran. You were actually in attendance when he won his belt earlier here in 2019. Tell me more about this main event fight. Absolutely, TJ. This fight, well, Herring Roach, interesting backstory about Jamel Herring and Lamont Roach. Lamont Roach, uh, who is the mandatory for this fight via Golden Boy, former sparring partner with Jamel Herring back when he was working with him over in Premier Boxing Champion. Ah. Also with this fight as well, the big thing, the big angle on it as well is that Lamont Roach, not for his punch-out power, he's missing it on several cases in an interview. We'll see what back, he's missing that TJ, he's going to have a bag of tricks for Herring. Herring on his end has been training with, of course, his camp with uh, Brian and Jamel, of course, uh, Terrence Crawford and his camp, and Maurice Hooker for this fight. So we'll see what happens, uh, with how, they, how they, they strategize each one out for that match on the mm-hmm. main event on ESPN+. Plus. Not, don't think it's going to be one of those knockout fights. It's going to be one of those uh, strategic, uh, tactical ones. 
at the home of the AAA Fresno Grizzlies, uh, nonetheless, in Fresno. <laughs> going to do a little outdoor at the baseball stadium. I mentioned uh, earlier before you came on, Pulev, uh, Pulev, the Russian heavyweight, is in action. He may, may get in the mix for the winner of Ruiz and Joshua, probably not. If they strip Joshua or Ruiz of one of the belts, Pulev might be a guy for a vacant title shot with one of those belts. We'll see him. And I know we're both big on Gabriel Flores Jr., the kid out of Sacramento, mm-hmm. California, fighting nearby in Fresno here. He's on the undercard, eight-round fight, big punching power, up-and-coming lightweight. Look out for him, right, on this undercard. Absolutely. No, I'll bet you missed about Pulov. Pulov is against uh, TJ, my boy, uh, Rockin' Rydell. It's going to be one of those fights to give him, uh, give him some rounds and to see if he can stay in the ring for more than 12 rounds. Because the last fight that Pulov was in before the whole uh, kiss debacle, uh, he was again with dude known idiot. He, he got rocked, and that, believe it or not, he had a bad cut over his eye too. And he knocked the guy out of the seventh round. We'll see how he looks through this one. The Rido is not known for punching power as well at this point. He's just out there to get rounds and to see how how get well he check. can spar with pull up. Is that, yeah, get, get a check. Get, hey, get, top, get break, paid. top break shakes don't back, TJ. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see how he how he looks in Bears ring with that one. But I think plays out. It was the winner of that uh, Louise Joshua match. He's going, one of those guys is not going to have one, one of those guys is going to get stripped from him because Pulis wants the mandatory. So we'll, we'll see how yeah, that shakes it's, out. It's, it's the, and I believe it's the WBO again that has that has said, hey, we're going to put that belt up for grabs. So maybe it is Usyk fight Pulev, a couple of Eastern Europeans there. Ukrainian against a Russian, we'll find out, and we'll see what Flores can do. Rydell Booker is the fighter you're talking about, rocking Rydell in the fight with Pulev. And real quick, this DAZN show, it has Billy Joe Saunders on the undercard uh, defending his 168-pound belt. It has Damon, uh, Devin Haney uh, for the WBC interim belt here. Uh, but it also has the two internet, YouTube guys, social media guys, I'm not really interested in this KSI Logan Paul thing. I think it's more of a carnival, more of a farce. Should we pay attention? They're, they're listing that as the main event. Should we pay attention to this six-round cruiserweight fight, or is it the joke that I anticipate that it looks like it is? It's going to be the sideshow carnival Barker thing that you expect it going to be, TJ. The one thing about that KSI Logan fight that I don't understand what make, why they're making it such a big deal on terms of Putting it, they're putting it in the Staples Center. That's my issue with this fight more than anything else. Where it's like this is the same arena that just had the pay, premier boxing championship pay per view of Spence Porter, yeah. and they're trying to put the same fifteen thousand people in this card for two kids. Let's be honest, these YouTube kids are this generation's uh, celebrity boxing. The only difference is that it's an actual <laughs> sanctioned fight. This isn't. This, you, I mean, Screech uh, is punching down Horse Where is Screech exactly? <laughs> where is Horse Shack? Where is Vanilla Ice? If we're going to do that, but the, these guys are doing that. You're right. It's a good point on that. And Son. Saunders, of course, uh, British. Saunders calling out Canelo, who isn't calling out Canelo for a 168-pound uh, fight. We'll see how he looks against an Argentine opponent who's never fought outside of South America. We'll see how that fight looks uh, on the undercard. And Devin Haney would love uh, to get in with somebody the likes of Lomachenko uh, or, or somebody along those lines in and around 135 or 140 pounds. We'll see how he looks as well. This guy always looks great. Get the plug in again, Marquise Johns, about BigFightWeekend.com. Absolutely, TJ. Also, on, on, if, 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 you, if you're one of these new subscribers to the zone that they're talking about from this Canelo Alvarez debacle, uh, on that KSI Logan Paul card, look at for David Haney versus Alfredo Santiago. That's the legit only boxing match on that card the entire way. The rest of it is it's match from gotcha. prospects and this YouTube shenanigans. Uh, but the BigFightWeekend.com, TJ, your source for all things boxing, past, present, and future. 
We'll be around for the recaps. I'll be around to recap the Jamil Herring uh, Lamont Roach fight. I have zero tolerance or interest for that case. I look Paul. That 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 fight doesn't happen in my opinion. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Also down the line, uh, as well on this top rank card, Emery uh, Mons is also going to be on the undercard. I think he's opening the fight up. He's fighting a guy who Gary Antoine Russell beat down in three rounds. One of the Russell brothers. He's he's fighting in at his uh, debut at pro welterweight at 147. Keep in mind, TJ, with top rank at 147 for Crawford, they need to find opponents for him because they don't have anybody. He, that's the thing to keep an eye so out. So this uh, uh, Emir is Emir Imam a big puncher at welterweight? This is an eight round fight. Is he more of a boxer? What are we anticipating? Because he may be on uh, here on the card and may be on the radar as you mentioned for Bud Crawford or somewhere down the line, right? Yeah, he's a big puncher. He was a big puncher at junior welterweight, uh, well, one forty. He, 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 the last time he was in action, TJ, he got he, he got lost on points to uh, the current champion Jose Ramirez. So he, he's making his first debut to take take the step up to see eventually right. with that. So we'll see what happens with him on that. But you can follow me as always, TJ, also on Twitter at Week Sauce Radio. The, the, looking forward to if anything this weekend, boxing wise, the Herring Roach card because if Herring wins, he's been calling out. Uh, Andrew Castafio, the WBA, I want to say he's the, he has one of the versions of the WBA belts. He's been calling him out because at this point, Burchelt is looking at Oscar Valdez and is moving elsewhere. So we'll see how that matches up. Yeah, we'll see what happens in the 140-pound division as well uh, as, as everything unfolds here. Love Marquise's insight. Again, Week Sauce Radio on Twitter. Go to BigFightWeekend.com to read what all he's writing about these different fight cards preview mode recap mode we will have much more leading up to wilder and ortiz that we'll be writing around about historical fights as well go under our history section and look at the historical fights that we write about on the anniversary dates you wrote about big george foreman earlier in the week real quick knocking out michael moore that happened 25 years ago this past week marquise we love the history of boxing and writing about it on bigfightweekend.com real quick right Absolutely, TJ. Still one of the most interesting fights ever and one of the most iconic calls still as a kid watching growing up. Michael Moore going down and Jim Lampley going berserk about it. As, heavy, as George <laughs> Foreman becoming the oldest heavyweight. It, it happened. happened! It happened. He knocked him out at 45 years of age. It was incredible. I can't believe that's 25 years ago. I'm getting old. You're not getting old. Me. I'm getting old. I am getting old. I'm getting old. I'm still getting behind you, teacher, but yeah, you know, I'm right. But yeah, that was still one of the greatest things I remember in, as a kid growing up. It was like, wow, George Foreman did this. Because I remember as a kid growing up on my end, him having a horrible ADC sitcom and then selling grills, and then he's back, <laughs> and he's back in the ring. And it was one of, it's one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. In, in and recent then he memory, sold more grills. He won the heavyweight he title, more. and he sold some more George Foreman grills. We love the Foreman <laughs> grill. All right, uh, we love this guy, Marquise Johns. I appreciate the time here. Thank you for being here on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. Read up on the website. He's got everything there. Tweet at him at Week Sauce Radio while the fights are going on. He's all over it. Marquise, thank you, my friend. Thanks, Cesar, for having me on as always. And we thank you for being with us. Again, subscribe to the Big Fight Weekend podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts, search Big Fight Weekend podcast. So if you found us through a social media link, through Red Circle Podcasting, again, subscribe. It comes automatically to you. Our thanks again to Deontay Wilder for being with us. My thanks also to Marquise Johns hanging out and keeping me straight with all the fights. I'm merely T.J. Reeves. Enjoy all the boxing this weekend, and thanks for being with us on the Big Fight Weekend Podcast.